Hi everyone, welcome to another CornerCast podcast. I am your host Khalil. And this week on the CornerCast podcast, we are happy to welcome two guests, um, both friends of the show. Really happy to have DJ on from mreview.net. And our guest of honor is Bobby Valla from Valaverse. You can find Valaverse on all the social media platforms, V-A-L-A-V-E-R-S-E. And if you want to look up um, the website, it's valaverse.com. And the Action Force um, toy line is booming. You can order it through um, a lot of different retailers, uh, including Big Bag Toy Store. And you can you know go to Valiverse to find um, the Crowdox links to you know get in on the ground floor. And so with everything that happened with reveals from a certain toy line, um, we got some insight into into creating what Valiverse is. And in this world where a lot of people feeling are feeling creative and getting into different mediums, we talked and dove a little bit into what it what it really takes to, um, you know, design a toy line from start to finish. And Bobby was very candid about it. And it was really an interesting conversation because there's a lot of things that, um, have gotten easier. Um, but in other ways, um, things are, you know, things are still difficult to do and you got to do a lot of homework and legwork to get it done. And, Bobby surely has. He's, you know, creating great product. We talked a little bit about the um, ways that, you know, Valorous is going to be different and some of the things it's going to be the same about um, other toy lines. And it was really just great to, to hear from Bobby and get an update on the line. So, and we talked about the Sarge reveal, which was such a big, um, exciting event that happened this spring. So um, you can find Bobby <clears throat> and the Valorous line. Um, on all the social media platforms as well as valiverse.com uh, you can find dj at emmyreview.net thank you all for supporting it this is episode 101 we're really happy to kind of be taking that um, plunge and going into the other side of 100 and so you can follow us um, we are at caster's corner on all social media and remember to check us out on itunes and and spotify uh, i don't think we're on spotify yet um, but all the other podcasting platforms but you can find us on apple itunes and the google play store um remember to rate review subscribe uh do all that great stuff share it out um we really appreciate all the support and we've got some great stuff coming so just remember to follow us all of our updated stuff is is on our social media we're really really active there and so um without further ado it is myself it is dj from review.net and of course, Bobby Valla from Valaverse.com talking all about Action Force. Enjoy, guys. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. Fucking better curse you son of a I, I always have to ask because I curse all the fucking time. But when I do podcasts, I'm good at like curbing it if if like I can't curse. Because they're like every once in a while, they're like, no, you can't curse on shows. So I have to like, you know, calm down a little bit. No, I'm good. Those are fun shows. Those are not fun shows. Those. <laughs> so what, what well, do you I got? just can't get passionate about something if I just can't say fuck. Yeah. What, what's in the cup? Is that tea? Come on. Listen, the the kids have, have kept keeping me up, and 
we're out running around all day today. I'm fucking exhausted. So I was like, I wanted to open up my fresh bottle of Blanton's, but I was like, I need to, to wake up a little bit. So yes, it's, it's tea. I mean, it's, it's a little sad, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I'll get over it. I'll figure it out. I'm all about disappointing people. I don't know. Well, if that's, I mean, you've, I don't know. You've, that's, that's hasn't been happening lately. <laughs> I got to be honest, Khalil. I'll tell you, every morning I wake up and it's not March 2021, and this motherfucker disappoints me. <laughs> every morning. I, I took the plunge today. I, I made my first orders. I will say that. Um, so I bought my first stuff, and I just looked at it, and I go, well, this isn't too bad. Okay, what else can I buy? So it's it's going to be a slippery slope, and, and, and but it's it's happening. So I made my first orders. So, so let me explain to you, right? I, I backed the first Action Force campaign. And failed. Uh, the one that failed miserably. It was very embarrassing. Um, expound upon that if you like. <clears throat> but, but I did back it. You know, my, my feet were pretty wet then. And then the second one came up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go up to the knees this time. And pretty much every week after it went successful, uh, the thighs gut, chest, head. I'm so far over my drowning. point. I, there are multiples now. There are multiples of things, which is, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. It's no, it's very, <laughs> it's very healthy. But it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun and you've provided a significant amount of content and, and product to really just provide just an expansive line and an expansive experience and I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you you say that because I, I was talking with uh, you know the guy who runs Big Bad and you know he was like we've never seen anything like this where it hasn't like pre-orders haven't slowed down they've just kept going and it's the same way for my my pre-orders and he's like I we've never seen this especially for like a new line and stuff like that and I told him I said yeah I'm, you know I'm surprised as well like I was expecting you know my my orders to sort of plateau a little bit and they have not. And, you know, I, I noticed that it's a lot of new buyers, but also a lot of people who have already ordered are ordering more, which is crazy. And I told him, I said, I, I think, you know, uh, I, I try to do things a little differently. I look at what other companies are doing and I'm just like, you know what, let's let me do the things that other people aren't doing and see how that works. And I said it from the start, like this line I wanted everyone to be involved in. I wanted you to feel like you were part of the process that you were on the train and we we're all going to the same place together because, you know, companies will, Oh, okay. You funded my project. All right, great. I'll give you some updates, you know, but at the end of the day, you'll get the product when it's ready. Me, it's like, no, I want you guys to see all the behind the scenes, uh, you know, parts of it, like all the production, everything that I'm doing. I want this to basically be like the extended cut DVD, with the bonus features, but it's coming out first, not, not later. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're watching that DVD with like, here's the behind the scenes stuff. Here's the director commentary, that sort of thing. You're watching that as it's, as it's being done. So that, you know, I think that helps a lot because people see that stuff. And I think it goes a long way when I show people like the molding process, like people never see that. What other companies show that? No other companies show that, um, you know, the, the stuff that I'm doing, the, the, the viral marketing, that sort of thing. 
I, I think it's just people, it's a fresh new take. And also when you're, when you make the fans feel important and you guys are, cause you guys help make fun this, I wouldn't have this project without you guys. That makes it, it goes a long way. And it, you know, that that's what more companies should be doing. I think so. Go ahead. No, go ahead. DJ. Fans feel important. That's a weird statement for a day like today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kalu, you were going to say something before you say it. I want to make sure that everybody knows that, that we're on with Bobby Vallow from Action Force. Yeah, DJ this feels the, the need always to interrupt the podcast, even though I put all this stuff at the at the front and post. But DJ likes to do his own intro. So, DJ, <laughs> take it away. That's right. So, Bobby Valla from Action Force. Uh, you can find him online at whatever the fuck. Just throw money at him. It's cool. <laughs> and then uh, you got Khalil at casterscorner.com and, and DJ from mereview.net. And we try not to associate little geeks with this podcast. It's but. .net. It's not .com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's .net. My bad. <laughs> Um, so, 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 Bobby. Before we before we dive in, though, where, where can where can everybody find you online? Where do we go to spend our money? So, I mean, you can go uh, on all social media platforms. Just look up Valiverse. I'll take you to the Valiverse Facebook page, the Valiverse Instagram account, Valiverse YouTube channel. And uh, I try to put the pre order link on all the posts, but on Instagram, it's in the bio. Um, it's uh, on on Facebook. It's all over the place. On YouTube, it's usually on all of the uh, the videos, the link is there to pre-order. It'll take you to a, you know, a site called Crowdox. That's the, the, the fulfillment site that I'm using post Kickstarter to do all the pre-orders. Pre-orders are still open right now, going hot. Um, you do have to pay up front if, if that's something you can't do. If you're not for cash because you're buying uh, you know, a Razor Crest or something like that, you can also go through Big Bad Toy or Dorkside. You know, if, if, if you you know, want to, want to pay later. They're great partners. So I'm, I'm always happy to, to send, uh, you know, customers their direction as well. So there's, uh, many buying options for you to pre-order your action force items that are shipping this spring. So what's it like <clears throat> being, I mean, we're essentially six months out, right? Just about. I think um, too long, too many months. Like, what's it like to kind of feel, because I assume you're a lot further along, um, or you're farther along, and, and we're seeing the process, we're seeing yeah. the molds, we're seeing everything. Yeah. What's it like to feel it finally take shape for you? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, once, you know, they're, they're like certain points that like I remember that are, that are very impactful. And, you know, when I, I first like, I don't know, saw like one of the molds. I was like, wow, this is real. And then I, I got the first test shots and I like, I held in my hand. It's like, that was stuff I was used to at Hasbro, but when it's your own thing and you put so much into it and then you see it sort of come to life, like that's amazing. So, you know, it, it there's a lot, there's a lot of things like going back to the, you know, the Sarge deal. It's like, you know, that all didn't seem real to me. And then, you know, I'm, I'm painting the, 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 the paint master and, taking photography the paint master and i'm like wow this like sergeant slaughter like this is real so um you know uh yeah a lot of it has been has been very impactful for me in, in that sense that was insane like i know you've talked about it before but what was that like like how did you how how'd you pull it off <laughs> i mean that was something i didn't see coming and you've been teasing and teasing and teasing and then just to finally see it that day it was it was it was fucking insane <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
it was one of those things where you know you've seen this line i i tell you guys everything like mm -hmm. i don't really really keep anything a secret and then but with that i said it has to be impactful we have to do it a certain way so that was like the only thing i had to keep uh you know under wraps and you know it was like the longest three weeks ever like from the time like we you know we signed the contract and then i had the the sculpts updated to you know i got the resin parts and painted them and then set it all up and you know hasbro graciously you know provided me with the perfect opportunity to uh, make the sarge announcement so you know uh it, it all came together so well but yeah like leading up to it was just oh man it was like like i was like a kid that peaked at his christmas present and like had to wait like mm -hmm. to christmas to get his christmas present so but it was great you know every it was it was as impactful as i'd hoped actually even more like i remember that day like i'll never forget that day because i made I literally usually like when I do a post, I'll kind of like linger around and watch, you know, the initial reaction. I remember I made the post and I got up from my computer and like we took the kids for a walk. Like I just left and I was like, let's just uh, drop this bomb and see what happens. And like my phone started blowing up and then I'm like, OK, now I got to check out things. And it's like Facebook was just exploded Instagram. And I'm just like, wow, like, holy crap. Like it was way bigger than i had expected I, I knew it was gonna be big but it was it like 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 broke the internet that day because you know i like i said i think because hasbro dropped the ball so badly and i kind of came in and you know you picked it up and ran to the other goalpost picked it up ran to their side you know i rained on their parade you know smashed their birthday cake that's sort of whatever you want to call it it was just it was the perfect way to do it that whole day was just perfect what is that swoop though like what <clears throat> what happened was there just a license sitting out there and you're like oh i see that and you kind of poked it a little bit and nobody else grabbed it and you just dove on it like well, understanding with, the process of with, that with sarge or with action force in general well i mean I, I would assume both have some similarities but but certainly yeah. right yeah well i mean i mean with action force it was kind of one of those things where i was developing this line and you know a, a friend of mine had made the suggestion about like you know oh, there might be you know some some good trademark real estate out there that's not being used if you want to go that route and i thought like well that's that's sort of fun and yeah you know once i started doing my research shit man action force the the trademark was abandoned back in 2005 so hasbro never had any intention of ever using it it was dead it was dead you know no one was going to use it uh luckily it was available and i looked at it as like i'm going to reboot this you know because it's, it's important to keep this this you know this name going on Steel Brigade was one of those things where it's uh, my all-time favorite Joe. So damn straight, I'm going to get that figure in the line if I can. And then Sarge was just one of those things that came together. Um, I, I think he was he was done with his – he was just finished with his WWE contract. Mattel had done all the figures they were going to do. And Hasbro was never going to use him again. And I, I think it was nice for him to have someone reach out to him and say, I want to do something new with Sergeant Slaughter as like a new fresh character. And he loved it. And – Luckily, it all worked out, and you know now we're here. And I mean, not only is it Sarge, it's Sarge. If you ran into him today, right? Yes, and that, that's the thing. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I like him in his in his classic look. I want to see bare arms and stuff like that." It's like, listen, this this is not you know nineteen eighty five Sergeant Slaughter. This is two thousand twenty eight Sergeant Slaughter. He's in his seventies. He's an older guy, retired military guy. 
he's this gritty older guy that that's trying to make a change with what's go- what's happening in the world and that's you know when the, the sergeant slaughter issue comes out you'll get to read that whole story of of why you know what he's doing why he's doing it and you're, you'll understand like this is an older sergeant slaughter what's the process of like track and and i'm just curious because I've, I've seen a lot of this going around now especially with a lot of people independently going after old toy licenses or old character licenses what's the process like like tracking that stuff down is it is it something anybody could do or is it like yeah. like how 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 does one go about at least starting that train yeah, you, I mean, you have to, you can go to, listen, every, everything is available, public record, you go to the government uh, trademark website, I think it's like USPTO.gov or something like that, and you can look up a name, and it'll let you know, like, the status of, of, of a trademark, like what, you know, what's going on, but also, um, you know, something like Action Force, you... It was a it was abandoned. And it registered as abandoned, but you also have to see like because you can have a trademark and you have to just keep using it within three years. Like mm-hmm. if you're not using it within three years, it, it goes away. Which is how I got Steel Brigade because they at the time the last time they used it was like 2014 or 2015, and it was you know uh, 2019. Excuse me, and I was able to use it. So you know you just got to keep it keep it relevant. But you know you know you have to look to see like, for instance, you see what Hasbro does. If they're not putting out GI Joe product for years, it's like, well, how do they keep the trademark for snake eyes? We'll look at that line of loyal subjects, those little mini PVC figures. You get a snake eyes figure out with them. It keeps the trademark fresh when they use the collector's club, collector's club kept a lot of trademarks fresh. So, you know, if you just keep doing that, you'll be, you know, you'll be, you'll be good to go. Yeah, just I, because we've been talking to some people, um, there's a little toy shop here in Connecticut that just opened. It's a vintage shop. Um, uh, Bobby Torres, who's worked on stuff for Diamond, and I think he's worked with Haswell. He worked for a bunch of different companies doing design stuff, and he was talking about like grabbing things up and and looking for opportunities to like remake old eighty stuff. And we see like the sectors are coming up and like all these different things. So it's it's really interesting to see. I think we've seen this with the internet with like podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff where anybody can do it if they really want to. And I think, I think for us looking at stuff like this, it's interesting that like anybody can also start going down this path of making product that I think it it felt for the longest time, like unapproachable. Um, It felt like, you know, Hasbro and Mattel and, and Playmates and all the big toy companies are grabbing, you know, they can make toys, but you know, the average person doesn't have the opportunity to do stuff like that. And it, it feels nice to like not have to, you can do it if you really want to, I think is the bottom line for it. Yes. Yes. And no. Um, I, I get asked a lot from people like, Hey, how do you, how do you start a toy company or start an action figure Mm -hmm. line? Like that's a loaded question. And also it's like, you know, Kickstarter was great. It got, you know, in, in 2013, 2014, you had Marauders and Boss Fight and then um, Four Horsemen were doing their thing. Like you had toy related people, like toy people that were mm-hmm. in the toy industry launched with toy stuff and they were successful. But then you had this run of people thinking, oh, man, making toys that you could just do it. Just make it. Just put it on a kick. Great. Then you had a run of people failing mm-hmm. or people not doing research or not having the capital. And then 
taking two years to come out. And then it soured the crowdfunding model for a while. And, and that's like, I think that hurt my first Kickstarter a little bit. Second one, not so much. But it was like, it took more doing well to get out of that funk. But you had a, in 20, like 17 to like 2019, you had this, this lull of people like, I haven't gotten my thing that I ordered two years ago. I'm not backing anything. Like, mm-hmm. so no, you can't, it, it doesn't make it simple for anyone. You've got you've to have a lot of money. You know, yes, crowdfunding, Kickstarter, that sort of thing, funds your, your project. But you have to take into consideration the tens of thousands of dollars that go into getting your sculpts made, getting your, your models made, hand-painting your, your thing, getting your website, getting your business started. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all that that people just don't take into consideration. They're like, oh, I'll just make a figure and boom, it'll, you know, I'll get someone else to, to pay for it. It doesn't work like that. Like, you got it. I tell people when they ask me that question, how could, you know, how do I go about doing it? And I'll say, do you have X amount of dollars? And they're like, no. And I'm like, when you get that, then 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 I'll give you the, the model of how you do it. Because if you're not prepared for it, this isn't like one of those things you could kind of just dip your toe in the water. You have got to jump into the deep end with no life jacket on and that water's freezing. That's it. You also, it, it helps like, because Boss Fight and Marauders and Four Horsemen and me, like we had toy experience. We worked at toy companies. We understand production and the way things work. You kind of have to have that that infrastructure and that knowledge to be able to launch a successful campaign like this and to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, oh, I'm gonna draw some designs. Okay, I got them sculpted up. Okay, the, the Kickstarter, you know, fun. It's like, look what I'm doing. Like you have to keep your marketing going. You have to find ways to keep people engaged, keep it fresh, it, you know, expand your, your line. Like you, if you're not thinking about series two, three, four, what are you doing series one for? Like you have to have a plan in mind. Like you got to know that I'm getting into this thing, but I have a vision because if you don't, then you're just like, okay, well I got series one funded. All right, well, what do I do now? You know, and that's the other thing is you see a lot of these, these, uh, you know, these Kickstarter and stuff, people will do series one and it'll, it'll get out the door eventually. And then you have like a, another year before you see product from them again, because then they have to recoup extra costs and have to sell through their extra inventory to make money to get to the next series. But it's like, for me, it's like, luckily series one has been so successful that I'm able to fund putting series two into production already, like mm-hmm. along with series one so that when you get series one, it ships out the door, pre-orders open up for series two. A few months later, you got series two in your hand because you cannot have your brand go stale at all. If people forget there's too much, there's too much out there. It's like, you know, it's like with shows. If you're watching a show and then, you know, you're waiting for your episode or, you know, like Game of Thrones, it was, you know, almost two years between the last season. It's like people are like, shit, man. Well, I need something in between that. And then people forget. So it's like, it, you know, with all the, the other collector stuff coming out, you know, you're competing with all that. So if your brand just kind of takes a lull and, you know, between series, it's like you're losing because there's only a, a finite amount of money that people have to spend money on this stuff. So you have to make sure that they spend money on your stuff. Keep your brand relevant. No, I think I all those points are, are completely valid. Like, it's nice to hear it. 
I think we don't, I think you get those two camps where it's like either, you know what you're doing or you don't. And then, but I think, I think what's nice about is the accessibility that you're showing. Um, and so that it, it helps the people that actually can do this, look into it or the people that can't understand what goes into it. Um, and I think yeah. it adds more value to the product at the end of the day. Um, because you see all the passion, all the love, all the time that you take away from your, I mean, you don't have to do podcasts like this, like, but you do it to help your brand. Like you're, it's fun. I'm sure it's fun talking about your stuff, but it's, it's also driving those sales. It's also helping push that, um, push that train along. So we can get series three and series four, um, which I'm dying to see like the designs, like the designs for me are just straight up eighties. And I, and I love looking at them, um, with, you know, modern stuff on them, but it's like, it feels, it has that excitement factor of it. Um, that I remember as a kid. Um, and they, they, they look, I, I want to, I'd like to get some in hand, but I, they look like they have that feeling of, of sturdiness, um, of play, because I think that's a lot of what's missing in toys today. Um, they're too fragile. Like they just, they don't hold up in a lot of ways. Um, and then the silent one over there isn't, isn't adding much. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bedtime and both (laughs) children are wilding out around the house. So I was trying to avoid that, but I I do actually have that. So for, for series three, series four, what trademark are you pouncing on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, obviously you can't answer that. I mean, I know I get, I get that a lot. Kind of like when I announced Sarge, are like, Oh, are you going to get fridge now? And this and that. And it's like, Yes, I could see why people would think like, oh, I, I've been, you know, trademark grabbing and grab the celebrity and that sort of thing. But, you know, those those were strategic moves. Right. It's got to be the right one. I, I don't need to. The, the, that's not what the line has to be about. Uh, I think yeah. Action Force has cemented itself as its own IP. And, and, you know, as the comics are coming out, you'll have this story and these rich characters. And, you know, you won't need not. I'm not saying you don't need it. I'm just I'm just saying I probably won't go after anything just because I've, I've established what I've established. And, you know, um, if I feel the need to kind of go after something, like I had my eyes on some things, it's like some licenses like that I would like to make part of the line, you know, I looked into, but um, you know, if it's, if it, if it makes the the brand better, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll look into it, but I'm not actively like, you know, what's the next Joe I can, I can steal because Hasbro's not doing their homework. So I, I, I do want to mention something about that because what, what dawned on me this week and, and you know, I'm doing a whole bunch of ridiculous shit with customizing and having fun with stuff. I'm also rewatching the original Joe cartoons, which it's painful. It's it's been hard and my wife is not real happy about it, but what I have found in rewatching that is the connection that I have with GI Joe is not the show, right? It's playing in the living room. Like there are whole episodes in my head where I'm like, where, where did snake eyes do this? And I, 20 minutes later, I'm like, Oh shit, I did that. Right. Yeah. I did that in my living. So for me, when you're snagging steel brigade and you're snagging Sergeant slaughter, you're taking a property that has no vested interest, right? Nobody knows anything about this. Nobody grew up with this. Mm-hmm. And you're making that tie there to those characters that people grew up with. And it, that, that really just, it explodes everything for you. I, I, I think really doing that did more than get attention. It, it made people say, oh, I'm eight. 
I remember Sergeant Slaughter. I remember playing with Sergeant Slaughter. Bobby's going to let me play with Sergeant Slaughter again. Yeah. I'm Bobby's friend now. And, and I think that's fantastic, right? I, I, whether it was part of the move or not, the, the psychology behind that goes so many layers deep that, that I, listen, when, you, when you're not Steel Brigade and then Sergeant Slaughter, I was like that kid at a fight where two kids are yelling at each other and one kid just dropped a bomb and I was that guy back going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, fantastic yeah. moment. I mean, when I when I came up the line now, now granted, yeah, like on one one end you could see this as a GI Joe ripoff, and on the other side, like I could it's say, not, oh, it's not GI Joe But it's not when, I, when I was developing it, I I looked at what GI Joe had done when they launched, and I said that was the perfect model. Can that model work in modern times? Can it work thirty five years later? So, like I looked at like they came out, they had. Uh, unique characters and they they put these unique characters out and then it's like they had the comic and then it's like then then the show and it was it was you know the the back had the file card so you could read about the character so you kind of you already had a, a background on this character on who he was or she was and you saw the cross sell and you're like well I want those characters and I said that is the model that I want to use so if you notice my figures have file cards. My figures have a cross sell. I don't see that in classified, you know? So, cause I, I want people to know these characters. So then when they're reading the comic, they're like, yes, this is the, this is the backstory. And then you're, you're evolving on that backstory. And then, you know, hopefully when I have the show come out, people are just like, I can't wait to see that character even more in the show. I, wait a minute. There's a show. I mean, listen, it, it's, you know, when people ask like, what, what's the, what's the, the end goal or what do you, what do you aspire to? Like, listen, I want, I want, I want either a live action show or I want like a GI Joe resolute type, dark adult animation. Like you want to take over the world and I that's think, the right thing. Well, no, it's, it, it behooves me to expand on this and, and, and evolve it. It's like, if you just stay with just toys, like, you know, fine. It's like, listen, there are companies out there that do a good job of what they're doing, but they just do toys. They need they they're not expanding their mythos. They're not doing anything to evolve their brand. I'm evolving a brand here. This this is something that's going to go into other things. So, you know, the comics were like the first step. But you know, I'm hoping that with the comics that I'm self-publishing, I can get a publisher to pick up Action Force and then expand it even more. And then yes, I want to use all of this to for someone Netflix or Amazon Prime or someone to see this this property and say wow, that's got, you know, a fan following or that's got a great story. What could we do with this? And then get it out there. Obviously, I, I would love to do animation first because I think live action is one of those things where if you do it and it fails, you're kind of fucked. You know, you don't want to, if you do animation first and you set that base, then you're good. Then it, then you could do live action. And if it fails, it's not, it's not that big of an impact. But if you come right out of the gates with, with live action and it fails, you can't go and do animation because people are going to be like, eh, well, you know. So I think I'd like to see, a, a, you know, an animated uh, show. I think you could you could also do a lot more with animation. Um, you know, so if I can get to that that point, I'll be so happy to, to see the line get to that point. I mean, the, the fire. <laughs> it's fun to watch the fire burn. Like, it really <laughs> is. I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like. 
I mean, I've had plenty of times in my life where I felt like I wanted to take the ball and run with it and I wasn't allowed for whatever reason. And then when I finally am like, fuck it, I'm just going to take the ball and run myself. Um, it's always fun to watch those projects like grow. Um, because it, it, the passion inside that there's, there's a certain level that, that you're never going to get with a bigger company. Um, for whatever reason, doesn't matter who's drawing. It doesn't matter how much it's influenced them. There's always somebody that's controlling what's going on and, and watching you take the reins, um, and really control everything about the IP and how it's run and, and what you do with it. Um, I think it, it changes the game in a lot of ways. Um, and, and again, it deepens, it deepens the, the, the support, um, because, because the, the excitement, like, I want to go and buy it all like multiples now. Like, I'm like, how many sets can I buy? Like it, it just continues to kind of really ramp up that excitement for it. And, um, I don't think we get that. Like I, and I'm going to say it. Um, some people I, don't want us to get that. Well, but I was watching, look, I watched the panels today. I watched the panels this week and I'm really sick of the, isn't this cool? Aren't you excited to see what we're giving you for the 20th time in 40 years and give us another $20? Like I no, I want something different. I want something like some of it's fun. Like I'm not going to lie. I've got masters and Thundercats and I've got some Joe on my desk right now, but like, there's a point today where I just looked at everything and I was like, what do I really need out of all the shit that I just ordered? And what am I going to cancel? Um, and then I went and ordered action force, to be honest with you. I literally looked at all the stuff and said, okay, I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm going to go and order action force. Um, and I didn't need to do that though. Cause I'm, I'm a way better friend. I already ordered it. Hey, 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 stop. <laughs> some of us started a business this year on his own, by the way. Saying. Yeah. It's all love because that makes me feel good. DJ, you you're a timeout right now. I'm uh, sorry. I'll just be here with my drink. Some of us started the business this year and is trying to figure that shit out. Um, but no, I, I think it. I think it's the excitement piece that I think really um, changes um, the perspective of like choosing where you put your money. And I think that there's a there's a piece of that um, that some of the stuff like I'm all in. Super Seven's doing Thundercats. I'm all in. Like, doesn't matter. I put it on my credit card. I make sure that, like, it's cash. I don't mind paying up front. I love the property. I'm going to do it. Um, but then when it goes to how deep down the rabbit hole I'm going to go for other things, it's like I canceled a bunch of pre-orders today, this week, last week, just because I'm like, I, I can't do it again. Like, I just I can't. Yeah. Um, and then what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do um, for for new stuff or a new perspective? And it's it's like, it's going to be refreshing to be able to talk about stuff that we haven't talked about for the umpteenth time, um, because of all the reuse of things. Um, so it's nice to have some original stuff, um, and things that, that aren't being produced that fans have asked for, for decades is accessories. And I think that's where action force separates a lot of things. Like we're getting accessories. Like you can just buy the accessories. Um, and I think that's a fun part of it. Um, so I don't know. That's my rant well, yeah, of like I, you know, on Legends we were we toyed with that idea for all the time. Just you know, like because we knew it was important, but at the same time the retailer was like, well, there's only an you know a, a small amount of, of shelf space, so you have to put things that you know the retailer feels they know will sell. So they they always balked at like the idea of like you know a peg for accessories. That's why we never did it. But 
with DC icons. I remember when they came out, they had accessory packs in like series two or three, which was awesome. It's just too bad. They dropped the ball in the line, making it so small. Mm -hmm. That line could have been amazing. Like, I feel like that had they just made those figures in scale with legends, it would have been the greatest DC line ever made. Yeah. What they had planned and what they were doing, the sculpts looked amazing. The articulation was great. The paint, the, the accessory packs, like all of it was amazing. And then it's like, yes, they they got they they put the, the Green Lantern set out or the, and the Joker set. I'm like, this is this is great. This is what you should be doing. Um, you know, it's just they just didn't have the, the the strength of the line to carry it. But you know, with mine, it's like the accessories. It's like when I looked at I look at my highest selling items. It's Sergeant Slaughter, and then it's the two weapons packs, and then it's the other figures because people just want weapons. And I'm looking at that and like I'm already prepping. Like, okay, so how many weapons packs am I going to do? I, I definitely want to do new weapons. Like I'm already thinking of the new rifles and pistols and other, other weapons that I want to put in uh, to, you know, new tooling for series two, because for series two, I'm not really doing a lot of new tooling because it's being tooled with series one, but additional things I want to do, I want to do some, some more heads so I can create new characters, but also more weapons. Cause what I've learned from this is people want weapons. They want to customize. They want to have that expansive, you know, gear. So from a, a non from an ignorant perspective, right? For you to take a set of weapons and put it in a box and charge X, is it is it a bigger hit to you, or is it a bigger hit to you to to put a figure with some accessories in a box? And what costs more to you versus what you're what you're making? I mean, I don't want to get into like the financials of it. Um, you know, they're, is it they're better or worse? Is is I don't need to know five dollars versus seven dollars, but if you're selling weapons, are you is it is it good for you? Besides absolutely. a sale, yeah, no selling selling weapons is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And then that's, I'm going to quote you on that, and that's going to Newsday. <laughs> and then as you kind of like developing these weapon packs um, and doing the different kinds of things with them, um, the other accessories that that don't get the spotlight are where do we put all these weapons besides being on the guys. So, like, if if I were to say, "Hey, Bobby, this is what I like to see," it would be, you know, weapons crates, um, you know, the background things, yep. like a little armory, like a, yep. you know, like a like those are the kind of things that that we've never seen or don't get to see, um, and I know those don't usually move the needle as much, um, but one here, one there, um, is something that like I'm always searching at Target and Big Lots for like oil drums and crates and things that I can augment, you know, align with. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of fun to see the weapons and what are we going to do with them? Um, Cause they get lost so easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're definitely uh spot on with it. Uh, you know, I won't be doing things maybe like oil drums or things like that, but yeah, a weapons crate, like absolutely. Because yeah, I, I want you to have a place for stuff. I'm a firm believer that, a figure should be able to hold everything he comes with or mm-hmm. she comes with. You know, when I remember when uh, Pursuit of Cobra came out, they were probably the best. It, it was probably the best era of G.I. Joe for me. But the problem was the figures came with too many accessories. And there were only a few figures that came with backpacks that could hold everything. Like I remember I worked on the low light figure. And when I was doing the accessories, I said, well, I want the backpack to open up so that you could fit his spotter scope and all his extra gear in there 
because he's going to be carrying it. He's gonna, his rifle breaks down and fits in the rifle bag. The rifle bag fits on the backpack, and then that fits on the whole figure. So I want to make sure that you have figures that can hold all their gear, you know, but what do you, yes, what do you do with the extra gear? So I'm, I've definitely been thinking about that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen on my social media, I have these, and some of the photography, I have like these weapons racks yeah. that are made uh, by an import company. And I contacted that company because I said, look, you don't have any US-based sellers. Everything comes in and the US sellers sell it on eBay, but there's no like US wholesale distributor kind of thing. I was like, my fans love this stuff and I think it goes really well with the line. I was like, can we work together about, you know, me being me offering your stuff on my site, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a part of the line. And we're still talking back and forth, but you know, they're over in, in, in Japan. So um, it, it's, it's a little difficult, but it's like, you know, I'm recognizing that like people, you know, uh, setups, dioramas, figure photography, that stuff is important and it's a big movement now. So I want to make sure that, you know, you have the means to do stuff like that. So I'm definitely thinking about it. I'm definitely going to be working on it. So, you know, it, it'll, it'll be there one day for sure. I'm going to circle back to one thing. You're the reason I have anxiety then, because if you did the low light, then I still worry whether or not I'm going to lose that goddamn bullet. bullet. <laughs> I think I, bullet I, I dropped it once and, oh. uh, and I found it. Um, and I think I bought an extra low light just because I wanted to make sure I had the bullet, but Jesus, it was such a nice thing. It wasn't even my idea. Like I, I had the idea to do an ammo box Mm-hmm. with rounds in it but i didn't say make a, a bullet the sculptor dave proctor who is you know with the factory that is doing action force now he was you know the sculptor on that item at the time and i was hanging out his office he goes oh i got something cool to show you he goes look i made one of the bullets removable and I, it blew my mind because this thing is absolutely like the smallest thing i've ever seen i'm like you made a bullet for a three and three quarter inch figure that comes out of an ammo box. I was like, I, I've seen it all, you know? So that, that was like such a cool figure because of, of everything that, that we as a team like did on that figure to make it so cool, you know, and groundbreaking in, in a way. So, so where do you think DJ, did you have something? I don't want to cut you off. No, I, I'm, I'm saving the ridiculous shit for the end of the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, my question is like, where do you, um, I know it's kind of like the generic question of like, where does it go? But, um, like we've been, action figures have been around for over 40 years now. So how do you keep, um, how do you keep making it fresh? And that's not a good question. Never mind. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like, I think, I think what you're getting is how do you, how do you make something that's going to get people to keep coming back? Yeah all the other content out there. And I think like you just have to be on your toes and you have to stay in tune with what is going on and what is selling. And then that lets you know, like the trends and that sort of thing. Like right now, nostalgia is really big. You know, why is the, the NECA movie turtles doing so well? Cause that movie is amazing. And that movie still holds up to this day. I watch it all the time and people love that nostalgia shit, you know, um, you know, G.I. Joe was away for a while, but now it's it's come back. So nostalgia and the fact that it disappeared for a while, that's helping things. Legends. 
what's doing well the throwback figures figures on those vintage cards mm -hmm. like you know shit man i came up with that idea and i did it on a three and three quarter inch item first because six inch was scared to do it and then i did it and everyone loved how it came out too bad the item didn't do well and now like six inch they're like oh this is great well yeah it didn't come it didn't start with six inch i started it on an amazon exclusive sinister six pack ballet slippers no one else wanted to do it and i said this is the shit that people want um but uh you know and then when i did action force i looked at like okay well i worked on a six inch joe line at hasbro that they killed right before we went to tooling because the movie got pushed out and the idiots over there said, we're not going to do GI Joe until there's uh, uh, entertainment, you know, which made no sense, but okay. So I looked at, well, you have a gap in the marketplace for six inch military figures. You know, there's no six inch military figures out there. That's what I, I went after that, that spot in that gap in the marketplace. So identifying that stuff, you know, you got to have something that's that's definitely unique, um, you know. Ballsy of you, also, too, though, right? Like, a lot of people have said, it, it was ballsy of you, because there's a lot of people that have said, you know, it's it's 2018, 2019, 2020, you know, there's a lot of anti-military sentiment yeah. and all yeah. that other stuff. But, but the bottom line is, you have us, right? You have I people think, that grew I up. Think, I think when you get into the, the anti-military aspect of it, like people have said, oh, G.I. Joe, like Hasbro said, well, G.I. Joe is only a, a U.S.-based brand because it's it's America and this and that. And it's like, listen, the people buying G.I. Joe don't give a fuck that it's red, white, and blue. Or, or they, you know, they're like, no, I want G.I. Joe because I love G.I. Joe. Right. I want military because I love military. The people that are anti-military or whatever weren't going to buy your product in the first place. So you don't have to worry about those fuckers. You know, focus on the people you know them. are going to buy your product. Like, know your know your audience. That's the other thing. Um, you know, but also another point is like brands help other brands. You know, it's it, it's not bad to almost piggyback off of each other. Like, look, listen, I will be the first to say my sales have grown because of Classified. Whether it's because they fucked up or because they're doing well, either way, it's it's helped mine. I opened pre-orders back up in February when they made the Toy Fair announcement. And since then, my orders have continually gone up because of that. And it's like, yeah, if I can capitalize on them screwing up, great. But people are like, people maybe saw Action Force and they maybe weren't ready for it. They're like, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for six-inch military or six-inch Joes. Then six-inch Joes came and it was a reality. And then people were like, oh, I can get behind this. Now let me go do that Action Force thing also because I want all of this. And it's like, oh, I can get more. So that that helps, you know. Um, I think the fact that you haven't gone away either. Yeah. Like you keep yeah. hammering it home yep. on social right. media. And you've got that Facebook group that's like rabbit. Like they just oh, love your shit. So it's like I, uh, it just keeps that train. It just keeps that moving like that. Yep. And, and it's that idea of like um, we're going to get products. And like mm -hmm. you're you're thinking three steps ahead, so like we're gonna get more product, and we're gonna get, and this is how you augment this product. Yeah, um, that I think helps. And I think I think the question that I was thinking of too, um, and this one down here is the reason I'm thinking about it is, um, how modular are these things gonna be, um, for people, um, you know, swapping heads, um, changing parts, because I think one of the coolest things about the new Masters line. Um, from Mattel mm -hmm. and they did a WWE line with the same body types. Um, if you just 
um, not you don't even have to heat the joints. You can pop off any part of any of these figures and switch them with another figure. So you can create whatever. So, and I know DJ has done, well, his wife has done <laughs> a lot of work <laughs> on customizing figures. Um, but I, I think the fun part too is the ability to kind of create your own stuff. Um, yeah. So, so is Bobby answers, hold on. I, I want to say it's explicit that you are absolutely not permitted to take action force parts and make GI Joe's out of them. Go ahead, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ideally my, like I used to be a customizer. I'm not really anymore. Um, when I created this line, it was meant to be, you know, the characters are the characters. And then that's that, you know, back, back in the eighties and nineties, GI Joe's, weren't meant to be customizable unless by some chance you found one of those small screwdrivers and then it was like you found, you know, gold. But um keep one on my desk. You know, yeah. So um the line is it, it's 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 first uh you know the the main focus of the line is, is the characters and the story. There are aspects of it that I know customizers are out there and I want to make sure that they get uh, that I'm catering to them as well. So I I made sure that parts of the figures are modular and customizable. So all the heads are removable. It's just, you know, same ball joint as as everything else out there. My line, which is different from what all the other people are doing, they're not doing consistent ball joints across the line. I have a consistent ball joint through all the figures. So every head can be used with every figure. It's a terrible lesson to learn the hard way. Right. <laughs> um, the figure can pop at the waist. So it's basically like you can change shirts and pants. That's mm-hmm. a fucking miracle. That's awesome. And then that the, is amazing. The figures can also change boots. They, they break at the boot mark. So you can change boots. The uh, wrists, obviously the only thing that you can't pop off or is not recommended. You pop off. It, it can, you can do it with heat and whatever is the the shoulder joint because of the butterfly joints Mm -hmm. they're not made to pop out the way a a non-butterfly torso is if you do it there's a chance you can uh you know do damage to the butterfly joint or loosen it so it's not recommended that's why it's it's great that it's basically like you could swap torsos and legs to make characters so uh you know they're modular in in that sense I think it's, I think that's an important distinction just to to put out there. I don't know if it's been out there before, but I know I've bought some import toys recently and things like that, and and things pop, and you're like, well, shit, I just spent a hundred dollars on this figure and it popped apart, and then you realize, oh no, it's supposed to, so yep. that it stops breakage or you can yep. swap a part out here or there. Um, so I think it's an important distinction to kind of make just so that when we open the stuff up, because it's been on a FedEx truck, maybe it's a hundred degrees, like you know, something's loose, something's heated, something's whatever, yeah. but they're knowing that those kind of, those breakpoints are there that can be, that won't necessarily theoretically damage the figure um, are important to know. I think going in, I think that's something that's become a lot more important to me in recent years, especially when opening figures. Um, so let me add to that though, right? Like uh, without really getting deep into customization, right? Knowing that these are somewhat modular, you may have just sold somebody who had five figures another 20 because he can mix and match parts and make slightly different troopers mm-hmm. or different ranks or something like that. And that's put that shit on the box. 
because that's you know that's that's gonna that's gonna make somebody stay. Not mine. I'm not customizing any any action tools. <laughs> no, no, no. Teresa's doing all that. Don't worry. Not, she not. paints. She paints. I swap parts. <laughs> all right. Let's do some crazy shit, DJ. Come on. So you want to um, do the crazy shit? All right. So so I, I would like live reactions from the both of you. Okay. All right. To our to our latest work. First, though, we we came up with low light, and and you guys need to know that he's on my radar. I want a low light, and I need to make him. So I found a one twelve ski cap and i ordered it on ebay from china now it's in the chat why don't you guys go check that out real Could've quick just held it up you know that right uh well, that i can't hold up hold up i can hold up two of the other ones but i i have very you, nice photos you're gonna have to send these pictures if we're putting it in the podcast you realize that right yeah absolutely i got them all on my desktop no that's a little bit big dude bobby you got it He's shaking his fucking head. All right, so that's the first one. That one is ridiculous. Uh, so we're not going to go with that. Wait, you even made me waste the time to download that. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so uh, this next one is coming soon. A uh, little deep six action. Do I even want to open this? This one's pretty good. I think you'll like it. I, I wounded myself near mortally creating this one. I hope it's worth it. It's It's not painted yet. But the figure is there. <laughs> it's not bad. It's Picture a little big. <laughs> with some black and gray, right? And uh, we have two that are done. Two that are done. One, we're, we're going to have to... Use our imaginations? Mitigate a little bit because it just didn't... So the, the, the head suggestion was Khalil's. That was a great suggestion. But it's a bit small. So this is airtight. <clears throat> this is great for the podcast. Let me tell you. Well, you submit, share pictures. This is fun. I'm having fun. I don't give a fuck. That, that's anybody. that's a good. I mean, that's a, that's not bad. That's pretty good. What head no, is that? That is the Rebel Resistance Trooper from uh, uh, Force Awakens. Gotcha. So it, it's a perfect shape. It's just tiny. So we we gotta we gotta find a solve for that. And uh, going live this week, General Hawk. No, you need a different head. I don't like that. Like the body's fine. The head, I don't buy. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's you need something older. Um, yeah, definitely a little older, a little grittier. Uh, Which yeah. Action Force figure would you think would work for? <laughs> no, that's explicitly not allowed. I, I was advised. Uh, no. Um, so, so yeah, so just to, to lend it to that, right? Like the, this whole adventure and custom making really goes back to the adventures and, and the episodes that we all had in our head as kids. And obviously the, the gigantic lack of fulfillment on the part of the company that's making these figures. Uh, but it's been fun. It's definitely been fun. So Hawk will go live with that head and Airtight will too. Uh, your points are taken, and at some point, I'll try to upgrade both. So I think you could probably use a stock Reed Richards head because he's got like the the gray wings on his hair. He does. So you might be able to use the stock Reed Richards head. He's got brown hair, and you know the gray wings, which General Hawk would probably have. So you know, I think that one would work well. Reed head. All right, so and, and I'm taking suggestions on airtight. It's tiny. 
So if you can think of anything, I would appreciate it. Hmm. He's looking around his room. So what what everybody on the podcast doesn't see, and I'll describe this for them, is Bobby who has tattoos of action figure joints on his elbows and a room so full of fucking G.I. Joe's that it's bursting. Uh, he, he's definitely looking around for some inspiration. That's, well, that's no, I, I just happen to have this head sitting on my desk and I don't remember what Legends figure it's from. Oh, but. that's the um, that's the yeah, shield. That's the shield agent. The shield, the shield agent. That's the Nick Fury set. Yeah. All right. Or, that would work. Well, good luck. He's expensive, DJ. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but the head isn't too bad. I, I've seen the head online for about ten bucks. That's not bad. So you, you can pull that off. So what do you? So you're making toys, like you're like, and and this is the question I usually ask people that are in the design that I can actually get access to and ask. Um, what do you like get excited about um, seeing um, in general? Because it's like you've done it, you've seen it, you can make it if you really wanted to. I mean, you're, you're on the design end of it too. Like it's, it's not like you're marketing. It's not like, you know, that's your thing. Um, yeah. You could pretty much, if you wanted to, I'm sure you can make whatever you wanted. Um, so what do you get excited about these days? in the community because it's it's there for you i mean for me i you know you you see my room for me it was like i really didn't collect much of anything except joe so now that i have everything made you know the 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 few things i need um you know uh, my my joe collecting is kind of done but you know we're collectors and it's it's an addiction and yes, it is. You got to feed the need. And, you know, there were times where I was like, all right, well, what's the new thing I want to collect? I've gotten into literally every line, like, but nothing has kept me into it. Like, I was like, oh, let me go and collect vintage Star Wars. Started collecting it, got three quarters of the way done, was so turned off by the repro weapons that I said, I'm selling everything. I want, I want nothing to do with, because I'm a loose collector. I said, I want nothing to do with this line. Then got into Masters of the Universe. And I got three quarters of the way and I'm like, eh, I'm good. Sold it, made money on it. It seemed like everything I was getting into just wasn't feeding the need. Yet, I love small, obscure lines. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves from Kenner, love the line. That's a Bought them all. Line. Dick Tracy from Playmates, got them all except for the, for the blank. Like Then I started collecting like Ninja Turtles. And then I was like, eh, I got to the point where all I needed was the expensive ones. I'm like, eh, I'll just sell them. And I sold them. So there's not like I, I was looking for the next thing to collect, but then I started venturing into collecting just one-offs. Like if I liked something, I got it. Like, and, and now it's like, cause I'm buying stuff to see what else is out there to make my toys better. So I wanted a storm collectibles figure. So I went out and got the best storm collectibles figure. I bought the Goro. Cause I like this figure is fucking awesome. Um, you know, figure arts. I was like, let me see what figure arts is all about. Mayfex. Let me see what Mayfex is all about. So, I, you know, I just have kind of one-offs. You know, I bought, I got a, and then, but then the NECA turtles came out. I love the NECA turtles. So I like, obviously like every, with everyone else, nostalgia is a big hit for me, but also, you know, there, there's a lot I don't get. Like I love everything super seven is doing. I absolutely love it. I think their product is fantastic. Their licenses are great. What they do is awesome. Little rich for my blood. 
to me, 45 bucks for a figure is a little, a little much. So like, you know, I missed out on Maddie. Like I remember when Maddie collector first came out and the heat, the He-Man classics line came out. I thought 30 bucks was too much. I said, <laughs> I'm not doing 30 bucks. That's a lot for a figure. No way. I kind of wish I did it because those figures are great. They did the Thundercats. I said, no, I didn't do the He-Man figures. I'm not going to do Thundercats. Super 7 kept it going, and I'm like, wow, those Thundercats figures look amazing. But it's just kind of one of those things where I'm just like, I'm, I'm, you know, I won't collect something just because I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have that. I have to justify it a little bit because if my thing is like, okay, well, if you if you buy it, then they're like, it's kind of like what I did with the Steel Brigades on, on eBay. I buy every Steel Brigade, and I drove the price up. So now I'm overpaying for steel brigades because I'm the asshole that drove the price up. If you buy the expensive stuff, it's just going to drive the price up and justify, you know, selling it as such. You know, I, I can't speak for Super Seven. I don't know, you know, their their costs and that sort of thing. To me, I just think forty five is too much for for a figure. You know, there are some figure arts figures that I wanted real bad, but I'm like, ooh, you know, seventy bucks, eighty bucks, you know. The storm, like the storm Goro was, I think I spent a hundred bucks at the end of the day. He's a huge figure comes with a shit ton of articulation and deco, a lot of accessories. It's kind of worth it, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, there are just some, some things like I remember when the GI Joe collectors club came out, they were charging 30 bucks for a four inch figure with barely any accessories. And I said, that's too much, man. You don't need to charge that. And I was like, I guess they're selling. Luckily, I kind of got stuff from the club and, you know, by working at Hasbro, so I didn't really have to, you know, pay those prices. But if, if I didn't, I wouldn't have bought the club stuff. I would have this big gap in my collection because I wouldn't have the club stuff. So, if you know, I'll buy stuff. If I think it, it's, it's super cool. Price is right. You know, um, I hate supporting Hasbro right now. So I will, I'll overpay on the secondary market so that I don't support Hasbro, you know, up front. I'll let someone else buy from them and then I buy from those people because I just won't, I won't do it. So like Ghostbusters stuff, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, but they fucked up that line because they didn't put a, a proton stream with all four figures. They gave one figure a proton stream. So I'm really pissed about that. Although the Ecto one coming out is going to be pretty cool. Um, Star Wars black series. I, I buy a lot of the vintage, uh, the original trilogy figures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NECA stuff, I get a bunch of, you know, some Predator, some RoboCop. So I get a little bit of everything now. It's just, if something's cool, something's cool, you know? <clears throat> so I have, okay, so I have I have a question for you since you, you brought up Ghostbusters. Um, a friend of mine, and I'll pull DJ in because he's been customizing, and this is just a, this is a pure, like, off the top of my head. Um, I thought we established it was my wife, and I have nothing to do with this, but go on. Um, no, but you've been customizing. My friend wants to take and make... Uh, stripe figures because he loves the movie stripes and he figured well you're never going to get a real Harold Ramis like cheap because mm. you know it, the the diamond ones are just too expensive now they've kind of kind of gone past that yeah. um but taking the Bill Murray and, and the Harold Ramis had it and I was like you can't use those bodies because of the gloves and stuff so yeah. I was trying to figure out like and I'm actually I think I'm going to buy a few of your your covers and hats and, and gear um to kind of augment a look but i'm still looking for bodies so if at any point if anybody's listing or if any point it needs um, some bodies for them i'm sure there's there's got to be a, a, a basic fatigued figure off the search around um yeah because i think i want to take those and, and repaint or, or work on that for him because it's like yeah you know you can and i was trying i was dying to try to find somebody did a 
uh, a sideshow size uh, John Candy head, but nobody's done a a smaller version, so we can make that. Oh, but, gotcha. but yeah, yeah. I no. mean, there's a lot of a lot of good casters uh, and sculptors out there, so it could you could probably easily get a John Candy head. Um, but getting a John Candy body is going to be the problem. <laughs> yeah. Let's think of the the Fat Thor, the Bro Thor. Oh, there you go. It might work for it. So for him at least. But um, all right, so we we were at about an hour. Um, like to kind of keep people interested. I think if I go beyond that, I start to lose people. People are like, <laughs> if they don't, it, because nobody's driving now. That's the other thing. It's like around me, a lot of people yeah. are still working from home. So the yeah. idea of a podcast is like two hours long with no commute. People are like, yeah, no, no, no. So, um, so what's, what's next for action force before we end it? So what's any teases? I mean, right now it's, it's obviously making sure that, you know, the factory is, is still on schedule to get <clears throat> these figures out for spring. Which were looking good. I'm in constant contact with them. The uh, the website is it's been I've been saying it for weeks. Like, oh, it's a week away. It's a week away. But you know, the guy working on it's going a little slow, which I'm not happy about. But the website is getting a full revamp, and then the you know the the online store for the website will then have the comics because I sold the comics at Joe Fest, but everyone wants the comics that couldn't go to Joe Fest. So I want to get it out there so I can get the comics up and get me up, get people uh, to order the comics because I want, you know, the story out there. So that's coming. Uh, the co- You know, the comics, yes, the first two issues are done. The third issue is halfway colored. So that's going strong. The fourth issue, which is all about Sergeant Slaughter, the art just got finished. So I'm going to send that over to the colors to get colored. And then, uh, you know, now it's, it's what, you know, what's going to be issue five, six, that, that sort of thing. So I got to get with my writer and figure out, uh, you know, which, cause the, the issue is going to be based almost like origins of each character, kind of like a little backstory, which will lead up to then the ongoing series. So what's the next characters we want to focus on. And then, um, you know, um, you know, prepping, series two but you know we've got to make sure that series one is on track but you know series two will be very easy after that what, what uh, is the series two plan because i've you've you've put out the the blast that series two is in the works and you'll be able to get it like three months after series one is series two or, or what's your what's your time frame for series two pre-orders what what where are we going to pre-order them where can people find them so, when it's time so for series two there's going to be no more crowd ox. Everything will be done through the Valiver site. I won't have to worry about any of that, that third party stuff. Everything will be controlled by me on my site. So I won't put the pre-orders up for series two, <clears throat> excuse me, until the last order of series one is out the door. I want to make sure that I, I put all the, 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 you know, my, my time into fulfilling series one, because all, all of you guys have been waiting for it. So I want to make sure that, I get that out the door as quickly as possible. That soon, the, the the day that last box is shipped out, pre-orders are going to go live for series two. So I don't I don't know when that's going to be. You know, it, it might take me two three weeks to get through all of all of the orders because there's so many of them to get them out the door, and then you know it'll go up, and then everything will come in, and we'll do it all over again for series two. So. I'm- I'll admit there's a problem in that logic because every other week I just keep buying more series one shit. So you've well, got to, at some point. <laughs> well, no, the good, so the, the good thing is, is that when all the fulfillment is done, I'm not doing the series one made to order. There's going to be 
I'm ordering way more of series one for all the people that missed out on it the first time around. So when you order series two, you can still go back and order more of series one. Nice. Yep. That's lovely. Cause that's and, usually and, what happens. Uh, we see the pictures and then we're like, well, shit, no, we need those too. Like, right. Yeah. You're going to have people who have no idea what ballot, what action force is and they're going to be. Well, the cool shit. thing is like, I can't wait till this stuff ships because it's almost like free promotion when people get it in their hand because there's so many great photographers out there and people are going to be taking pictures with these things and review videos. And then people are like, wait, I missed out on this. Cause I granted, I, I know there's thousands of people out there that still have no idea what action force is, or maybe we're just like, let me wait and see how they look before I, I, I jump in. So, you know, I, I can't wait to see the spike from all the people that, that didn't get on it the first time. And then people that get their stuff and they're like, I want more. What about exclusives? Do you have one of those per se? Well, yeah, I mean that you saw the big bad exclusive uh, gear pack that I announced this week uh, on the, the weekly podcast that I'm on the infinity equation on Friday nights. I talked about uh, the convention. I'll have, I'm going to have a convention exclusive item that, is going to be like the way all the other toy companies do their exclusives where <clears throat> it's no longer like a San Diego exclusive. They call it a global con exclusive. So they bring it to every show and it's, it's a, a, a exclusive to every convention. So I'm going to be doing all the shows and I'll have that figure for sale. Then it won't be on a, for sale on the website. It'll only be for sale at the show. I know, you know, some people get a little upset by that, but hopefully you can get someone to get it for you. I'll, I'll try to make it as easy as possible, but I'll have a convention exclusive. Big Bad wants to do another exclusive. I got other other vendors that, that want to do exclusives. But, you know, like, you know, I have the BotCon exclusive, exclusive coming out next year. The thing is, though, <clears throat> that I want to make sure that because of the time we're in with people getting upset and not being able to get stuff, the word exclusive is kind of like a dirty word nowadays. You know, people really don't, really want exclusive unless it's easy to get so some companies have fixed their ways like NECA said oh sorry we we messed up we're gonna make things easy for you to get Hasbro has not figured it out you saw that today people you know they just burn people again so if I do any sort of exclusive it's very important that everyone has a chance to get it if they want it it's exciting it's exciting there's so much I can't wait. I really can't wait to have them in my hand. Like, <clears throat> it's different. It's nice. It's something different. It's not something I've owned ever before. So I think that's the nice part of it too. It's like, what can I do with this? Is what I'm excited to see. What happens? I mean, I know it's an action figure, but like, there's still things that you're like, oh no, like this pose is different. Like this is gonna sure. hold things different. So I'm excited to get them in hand. I really am. I'm awesome. on the train. I, I want to propose that we do a kind of a halfway there checkpoint. Yeah. And then another checkpoint at launch to, to sync back up because obviously Khalil and I, when we get the boxes and, and we open them, we're going to do what we do with them. And, you know, we'll, we'll be brutally honest. We'll, we'll tell you exactly well, my friends, how fucking they hate amazing. Me. They hate me. I open a toy. Like I'll walk out of a store and we'll be in the car. Like if we go on a hunt together in the car, I'm just like ripping the box open. I'm bending all the joints and they're like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, it might break. It might. And I'm like, yeah, no, but I bought it so I can pose it. So if I can't bend them, I'm walking right back into the store and being like, yeah. nope, I need it. You know, not going to work for me. Like, no. And, so. and, and listen, I, I know that there's going to be, you can, you can't have a flawless line. Oh you no, no, of course not. Production. 
So listen, will a joint break when you try to movement? I'm almost guaranteed it's going to happen to somebody. I'm going to do my best to make sure that we, we rectify the problem. But I'm going to work with the factory and make sure, like, listen, you know, I've seen other lines where I got their their product and it came with a little piece of paper that said, before you move your joints, put it in hot water or heat it up. And I'm like, I, it, your figure shouldn't have to come with directions. It should come out of the box and do what it's supposed to do. Right. So I want to make sure that the figures do what they do. So if we have to take a little extra time to go through the QC issues at the factory before these things ship, they have to go out the door as perfect as possible. But yes, there, there may be some issues. So as long as it's, it's a very, very small percent, that's fine. We'll fix it. But I want that figure to do exactly what it's supposed to be do, to do. And, and that it's supposed to be posed out. But you can't have articulation that doesn't move. Right. No, I'm excited. Well, thank you, Bobby, for taking time. We really thank appreciate you. it. Hey, listen, I'll come on with you guys anytime. Thank anytime. You. Thank you, DJ, from MUView. Net, Net, motherfucker. Okay. All right. <laughs> Every time. Um, let's, thanks. let's plug Bobby real quick. Valiverse.com. Uh, yep. uh, Find him at BigBadToyStore.com, uh, DorksideToys.com, yep. uh, Bobby Fowler's house. <laughs> Don't uh, show whatever. up at the house. Don't show up at the house. <laughs> and Coolio oh, from – where last, are you from, Coolio? That was the last question I was going to ask you. With with um, sales moving um, from CrowdOx to Valiver site, um, are you still going to offer them um, at Big Bad and Dorkside yeah. going forward? Okay, cool. That's great. All right. I had like a whole other series of questions, but next time you're in trouble, Bobby. DJ, DJ prepares. It's I try to do the conversation. DJ's like, and this? I don't have anything this? written. I don't. Nothing's written. You know what? It's. I thought of stuff this morning, and then Bourbon made it go away for a little while, but it just came back now. So that's right. We'll get next. We'll time. have him back. We'll have you back, Bobby. Absolutely. I look forward to. It. Cool. Thank you. This was Thank fun. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!